Welcome to episode 61 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I are covering chapters 85 through 89 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, we get spicy because this is really the only spicy scenes that we get throughout uh, all of Covet. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about when it comes to these spicy scenes. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Do it, 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 do it. Do it. Hum. Do it. Nom. Hum nom nom nom. Episode <laughs> 61. Do it, do it, do it. I, I'm saying do it with the assumption that that's what I titled the episode because of all the lines that could uh, represent true feelings in romance. You know, there's there's a lot of lines that people are like, oh, it's so sexy. That's so spicy. That's But Grace just like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I think is the most accurate representation of how yeah. we have all been feeling. Mm-hmm. Just finally. Yeah. Yeah. So but then she also says the line, please, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, huh, I don't know. Please, please, it hurts to wait this long. Yep. So. You're, you're making me wait, making me be patient. This hurts. Yeah. It irks me. <laughs> Guys, we're covering chapters 85 through 89, which is uh, the collective spice of Covet. We do have some spoilers this episode, so just listen out for the wolf howl, a woo-woo, and uh, make sure that you bounce out. We did have some feedback from somebody who said that they actually stopped listening to the podcast because we give too many spoilers before the spoiler warning. So we will... Oh, no! Yeah. We'll, oh, that's not our intention at all. We'll make an effort not to do that. Sometimes we get excited. Um, but, yeah, guys, if you have not read the rest of Covet or Court, you might want to bounce out at the end uh, when you hear the wolf howl. But let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, I will say that I know that we had talked about next week being our charm episode because charm comes out on Tuesday, which is the day that we record the podcast. There's no way we can read a book in a day. I mean, we can. We're not going to enjoy it very much if we do that. So expect a full charm overview for those of you who read it like savages, just like we do. Um, we'll probably do an overview that will air on the 16th. So if you uh, want to skip that week, maybe you can't get your hands on charm or you are planning to read it a little bit slower, just plan to skip our episode that airs on the 16th because we'll basically do a full overview of everything that we learned and any, um, any theories or uh, confirmed theories that we get from charm. We're going to cover the whole of the book and then once we get through uh, court, we will probably do a more in-depth of charm, assuming that it needs one. I think it just depends on how long it is, right? And what gets said in it. Yeah, yeah. It well, Like, we'll, we might be like, well, this answers all of our questions. We don't need to do an entire season <laughs> of the podcast on it. Now, co or, uh, court, we definitely will need to do a full season, but we'll see. I, I don't know if Charm's... That might take a year. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do it in larger chunks. Um, but Charm, I don't know if it's going to read... I mean, I know it's longer. It's 600 pages, but will it read more like a novella? Is it going to be necessary to do a whole season of the podcast? We'll see. And maybe we'll leave some of it up to you guys. 
Maybe we mm-hmm. could even do like a mini season where we cover the whole thing in like a couple episodes if it's like not bulky. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm, I'm up for whatever the book can throw at me and then we will analyze yes. based on what comes out. Because neither of us know anything about it really other than what Tracy has kind of teased. So, I mean, at this point, we're kind of speculating what we're going to be able to do with it, but it might be like the Catmere Academy where we're like, it actually is not a book. It's yeah, uh, a reference. Yeah, like it's like reading a dictionary. <laughs> yeah, though we know that, that charm isn't like that, but if a majority of the book is dialogue, there's not a whole lot to discuss through scenes where yeah, it might read like a play <laughs> yeah like a screenplay so we'll see we'll see mm. we'll let you guys know uh so just like i said the 16th is the date when you can expect a full overview cover to cover of charm uh and if you haven't read it you can skip that episode but we're gonna jump right in because grace and hudson are at the dragon court last we left off they just got done a dancing and <laughs> hanging out with everybody um and Hudson has whisked Grace away to her room. The hallway. All the, they're in the, yeah, they're in the hallway because they I think they PDA. both Yeah, they both know that once they enter that room, things gonna get All bets are off. Yeah, things gonna get funky. Um It made me it made me it made me think, did do the 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 dragons specifically have rooms that no one actually stays in, like a proper guest room? Because otherwise, Hudson wouldn't be able to walk in. Oh wait, you mean because there's, there's nothing less sexy than getting to a door and then the the woman has to go. I I invite you in. <laughs> yeah, they they just walk in. Maybe it's implied she. Or maybe so she does the waggly finger. Yeah. Or or if it's your mate, maybe it doesn't matter. She doesn't always invite Jackson. Well, in. no, because he no because Hudson like was it because she revoked the access and then all of a sudden that was when we were like, oh, they do need to be invited. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, maybe, it made me wonder. Nobody nobody like owns those rooms. Yeah, it's not really Grace's room. It's just a room. It, it's just a room. It's just a room. It's just the mating room. <laughs> 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 um, so Hudson uh, and Grace go in her room and they're getting freaky against the wall. My, I'm noticing that there is a common trend in, because I've read a lot of like, I've read a lot of smut. I've read a lot of books that are like more, YA with a little bit of smut in them, you know, to to the acceptable degree, which I will admit that Covet is a little extreme for even what I see in most YA. It does does kind of push along the perimeter of what would normally be um, acceptable in YA. It does lean into NA a little bit, and I realize... It definitely definitely implies a lot of things that children wouldn't be able to pick up on the implications of yeah yeah but twilight kind of fades to black in the yeah like twilight fades to black and then it just is like oh the aftermath of it not i'm actually taking off a belt and dragging his trousers down whilst he has his arms behind his head i'm like well what else would that be (laughs) yeah but um 
what I've noticed is with my favorite characters is that permission to lose control where they're thoughtful. They do ask for permission. They're not, they're not being rapey or anything. They're, they, they say, you don't know what you're asking for. The moment you say that this is okay, like I will lose all restraint on myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing that that is what I like. I like I like those characters, those male characters that are like, I am fully composed until you tell me that I don't have to be. And then Yeah, you can you can unlock that in like interior persona that you have that you haven't shown anybody else. It's okay to be vulnerable here, but it's also okay to be the other side of you, slightly dangerous, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And and Reese Reese had that in a court of thorns and roses and um Cassian had it to a degree. But I think that Nesta was just as crazy as he was, so Well she was a bit more what's the word? Experienced. Yeah, well than either Grace or Yeah. I I mean uh, Yeah. We don't. We actually don't know she, if Hudson she, had anybody before Grace. No, we don't. I'm assuming he didn't. No, but he seems to know what to do flirting-wise. It's not. It doesn't. It's not clunky. No. Well, I mean, what are you going to do <laughs> with all that time if you're if you're that old? If you're that old, not practice flirting. It's not like he's going to like peacocking classes. <laughs> but he's he's read a lot of books, so. So you got to wear the hat, then you got to wear the earring because then it distracts. <laughs> it distracts. It, it attracts people. They look over, like, why are you wearing a silly hat? And it's like, well, it got you looking, didn't it? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, dude, that doesn't work in real life. I don't know. My husband not- <laughs> has a curly handle handlebar mustache. And he yeah, get- but he doesn't do that to attract women. He didn't have that to attract you. <laughs> Yeah, but it attracts me now because it's <laughs> <laughs> and it attracts a lot of women when we're out in public. He he has he constantly gets compliments from little old ladies who are like, "Oh, I like your mustache." <laughs> it's it's it is honestly adorable to see old ladies flirt with my husband because he has a curly handlebar <laughs> mustache. But anyway, um, yeah. So they. Uh, they're they're they have the bite. She has she has an O. She she like is quite is quite explicit about the fact that she explodes and screams. Um but it's not from pain, it's from a release. Um not not described as an orgasm, but ve- no. very much implied that she gets bit I'm gonna have And to- the way that she described it with Jackson was very much that you can choose to bite with the intention. Of bringing one. Jackson who? Like... I know, right? There was nothing um, (laughs) like this with Jackson at all. No. No. Um, And, uh, yeah, apparently she's like, oh, no, I want to reciprocate. Like, I want to... I want to do just as much to you. Um, And then before she's like, oh, actually, before I do any of this, like, oh, do I want to do this? And um, we all get, like, so annoyed with the phrase, it's just the mating bond. But we almost kind of skim 
the words that kind of sandwich it that come before it and come after it. And I think they're way more important than the it's just the mating bond because it explains why she's saying it so often. Um, she she says, if I let him in, if I choose him, then losing him will absolutely destroy me. Um, and uh, she kind of repeats it like a mantra to almost con herself into believing that it's just the mating bond. Um because if she admits that she has way more feelings for him than just the mating bond, then she adds to the sense that she's going to have that loss in the future. Yeah. Because she says, I lost my parents. Uh, I loved my parents and I lost them. I loved Jackson and he was ripped away from me. And each time I think the separation has got worse it has become more physically painful rather than just emotionally painful. She is, there is a, a ripping apart for her that she experienced with Jackson. And she's like, well, and Jackson was not even a real bond. What would happen if it was my true mate and it got ripped? Yeah. And I think that she's, she's just kind of trying to put that barrier up for herself and for Hudson, even if neither of them believe it or both of them believe it, it's not a real statement of it is just the mating bond to me. It's a barrier. It's a it's a cushion between her feelings and the idea that she's going to lose him one day. And I I completely agree with that. I think that the issue with it is that she's fighting something that is absolutely inevitable. There's no way... I think that was that was one of the points, though, wasn't it? That she said, like, everybody talks about how much choice is involved in a bond, but I don't feel like I got given the choice considering I was comatose after being bitten by Cyrus. Right. Um, she was like, it's not that I wouldn't choose him. It's the fact that I wasn't even given the option or even was aware that he was my mate until like everybody already knew about it before me. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's quite a valid fe like feeling that is that it's like, well, everybody's kind of screaming from the heavens saying that, Oh no, no mate, uh, mates are a, a great thing. They're, they're an amazing choice that you get to make because you're the only one that's in control. And she's like, I haven't felt with control this whole time. Someone designed a bond between me and somebody that I should not have, had a relationship with and they, they said that that was a choice and it's like well no I was open to having a a conversation with him it wasn't like a wow I want to have, marry this guy and be with him and have lots of babies it was very much a, I met you on a, a chessboard we touched and then all of a sudden I'm like oh there's a little bit of intrigue towards you it wasn't an obsession it, it wasn't unhealthy it, it like it was just a school child crush the way that she was describing it i think with hudson we, with hudson i think that the the primary um issue that isn't being addressed enough between her and hudson and what she needs to speak up about is i i believe that and we'll get the answers in charm that because her her bond with jackson was kind of fabricated that her mating bond with hudson started during those those months that she was with Hudson. I think that their relationship mm -hmm. started because she almost 
she she was talking about like them like getting intimate and thinking like normally this would be weird but it's not it's so natural so i i feel like you know and she was kept saying things like oh well i would i know i wouldn't have been unfaithful to jackson but what if it wasn't being unfaithful to jackson what if it was one of those like situations where she did not think that she would ever get to return back and that they were just which after kind of four months is quite a valid feeling and it was more in her in the in her it, it was in in our like time in their time it was only four months but their time passed more slowly right so it could have it could have felt way longer Mm-hmm. They could have had a whole relationship, which I guess we'll find out soon enough. But yeah, and I mean, she she does kind of um, like say that like though she does strike me that how natural this feels that this isn't the first time we've ever been like this. Yeah, but it's like we've like, it's not the first time we've been like this. It's not like first time that we've touched or first time that we've kissed or first time that we had sex or anything. It's been like this as in like intimate in bed and just comfortable in each other's right surroundings like the way that she kind of said it it wasn't necessarily something to do with the act itself it was the feeling of being at home yeah and that is probably more of a fear like for me if i didn't remember four and a half months of my life but i had that feeling that i'm like oh i probably did have sex with you i wouldn't feel too concerned but if i felt like it wasn't just a we had sex it was we had an entire different feeling of existence with each other so that we were so comfortable with each other that we just became each other's nurse that would be more concerning because you go what else did i miss out on sex isn't everything and that you can have sex that you regret, but you can't have times in a relationship where you go and you regret the entire relationship because there were moments of happy. Right. And she's like, well, I don't remember any of it. But he clearly does. He could tell her. And he's not telling. <laughs> yeah. And he's not telling any of it. But yeah. Um, and yeah, there was, Yona is very frustrating. Of like, She takes off his belt and then just fades to black. Yeah, she's she she removes his belt and he's like totally accepting of it and then it's like and then we go to bed like uh no yep. then we go to bed and his eyes are misty with release <laughs> yeah misty with release <laughs> Ew. 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 i don't like those visuals <laughs> you you put bad visuals in my head um and then this scene really irritated me really irritated me because both of them were in the wrong <laughs> like grace kind of says do you mind if i ask you a question and he goes of course and then the question's like well i feel really uncomfortable with the fact that you kind of know everything about me and i know that i once knew everything about you that we were the same equality of knowing each other but i know nothing about you now because i don't remember just can you tell me something that i would have known that you would have told me already. So A, she's not saying, tell me a secret, tell me a secret. It's a, tell me something that I would have known if I remembered. So he could choose anything. Um, she she didn't really restrict what 
what it was. He could have picked something really random, like the fact that he said that they did star jumps for ages. <laughs> like, he could have picked something funny. He could have picked something sexy. He could have picked he could have picked anything. And the thing that he went with, she immediately dismisses. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like, you asked him a question and he was like, oh, but I like, I'm trying to distract you. You're not supposed to be thinking. She pushes through with it and then completely disregards what he chooses as as the thing. Yeah, she could have went with more things. She could have said, okay, that's, yeah, I can see that. What? Tell me something else. What else? Yeah, but no, it was that he know that he's read every Well, like, what's your favorite? Yeah, he's read every Shakespeare play twice. But she, she's like, well, duh. Of course. Which just makes him feel probably very stupid that he's so transparent Yeah, to her. And he's like, well, you said you didn't know anything about me. I told you something that I was felt comfortable sharing. And you're saying that what I was comfortable sharing is not enough during this moment where we are literally in bed naked together. Yeah. So yeah, um, and then uh, and then she goes, uh, yeah, that I, I'm instigating a new rule, um, and uh, you're not allowed to kiss me. No kissing until you tell me something new. And he's like, well, I've never been one for rules. And then pulls her pants it rips down. off her clothes <laughs> and goes, "There's other places I'd rather kiss." And I was like, "Oh, smooth moves, dude. Smooth moves." Um, um, but I felt that that was wrong. Where, like, I mean, obviously, obviously, they're both horny teenagers and in bed naked and things like that. But he deflected with sex. Yeah. Um. He's, which happens in a few books, and I remember the, it's usually the the main character gets sidelined. <laughs> the guy like screws her, and then she wakes up after like that, like post-coital haze and it's like mm, this is nice and he's gone he's gone to do the thing that she kind of tried to stop him from doing or vice versa like he distracted with sex yeah and it was a really dirty move it's they're like oh i know that biology will take over and you won't be able to remember what you wanted to ask me or what you wanted to tell me because you'll be distracted and that's unfair if for grace that was not even it's not even the first time they've done it really it's it is the first time they've been intimate for her so those hormones are going to be way 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 more than if it was two and a half years down the line in a relationship yeah it um and there's that mutual respect as well and in a new relationship especially if one is more experienced than the other you shouldn't just kind of go okay we're doing this now and she's like okay i hope that we get hudson is just so protective over the past and maybe it's because he wants her to remember in her own time maybe he doesn't want to have to explain it to her um he wants her to or maybe most of it was bad Maybe most of it was spent arguing. And even though they both love bickering and arguing, um, she may only trusted have trusted him faster in that week where he was in her head. Because A, he was in her head way more than any other person had ever been. Um, but also because she'd already had that kernel in her in her mind that he was someone that she could trust yeah. because she'd already put in the groundwork. She is literally whisked away to Gargoyle Town. Um, 
<laughs> with this guy that had she'd literally seen like waving a sword. I imagine that it wasn't one day of arguing followed by three and a half months of bliss. No, and I, I'm I just from the snippets that we've gotten from Tracy for charm we we know that they argue a lot tracy said that that was like she loved writing that book because of all of the the bickering and arguing um so but i hope that it's justified i hope that the way that hudson is protective over everything that happened i hope that we get a good reason for that i hope that we we start to understand from his perspective a little bit better and i was just thinking you know amber this is i i guess next week as well but this is the last little bit of time that we are going to have where we don't know. Yeah. Because we're, I mean, you know how like when you don't know, there's a magic to not knowing and being able to speculate. That's about to go away and we're about to have all of the answers. So, I mean, there's, we, um, we, we've been speculating for, for what, two, is it two years now? One year. Two years over One about year. a year and a half since you got into the series. Yeah, yeah, we've we've been speculating for eighteen months. <laughs> yeah, about what they did in as many months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like from Grace's death of her parents up until the end of court, she has pretty much been in the dark as to everything. Yeah, I don't think that there is a single ten minutes of time where grace finds out something and is able to stew on the secrets that she has learned without having to dump it on somebody else like she doesn't get a moment to just go oh that was interesting i'm going to sit and i'm going to ponder on it every single thing that's happened has been an in the moment sudden okay we found this stuff out either somebody's already there with me um, or whatever I do learn, I'm going to have to report back to the group in 10 minutes. Um, everything's life or death. Like, she's not been able to kind of discover the world on her own in a joyful way. It's all been what can save my life next. Yeah. Um, and I'm really hoping that a lot of it is going to be self-discovery, not just how she interacts with Hudson, but also how she interacts with herself as a gargoyle. Like, there's so many things that she knows that she can do and yet doesn't do, and vice versa. There's things that she doesn't know that she can do, but she definitely could. And I'm wondering whether, because she is a gargoyle for her that moment, because um, Hudson jokes that she's stoned the entire time, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. But she is essentially a gargoyle this entire time, maybe, that she is able to to discover what she's actually able to do, like her abilities, and become more at one with herself because she gets to play. I mean, that's how children learn. Children learn through play. They don't learn through constant survival um, because you don't actually get to – use the context in which you learn those things in like for she she's she's been able to control trees she's been able to control water but at every single time it was because she had to save her own life not because she's like i wonder whether i can do that that'll be fun i see what i can do if i could manipulate this and figure that out and i problem solving and things like that but she's not been able to and i'm really hoping that this book is her discovering herself 
as well as the relationship with Hudson. Discovering herself, but then immediately forgetting it all. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, but she's got this time where she's literally, she's, there is no threat, really. Like, Hudson's obviously not a threat. So whenever she learns that he's fine, (laughs) every other day that they pass is them just trying to get out of the world. But I bet she spends a lot of it doing jumping jacks getting bored and learning about themselves i mean what do you do when you get to prison you work we say it all the time yeah you work on yourself you get fit and you get smart yeah (laughs) and then you forget everything when you leave (laughs) (laughs) and you get and you get back on drugs Yeah. yeah, like I, I, I really, really hope that it is. Uh, I know that as much as I love my smart and I love Hudson, I don't think I could take six hundred pages of a love fest. Yeah, I might actually not like him by the end of it. But if he was like, "Come on, like, what are we going to learn today? Let, let's see what your powers can do." Um, I th- I'm really hoping that he kind of kind of becomes a little bit more of like a personal trainer with her and and things like that because he's like he's been magical his entire life and he's also grown up knowing that a lot more magical creatures exist like he starts talking about um, uh, basilisks and things like that like the that mermaids exist and things like this and 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 then no one ever mentions it again he has a wealth of knowledge he's read all the books ever. I'm sure at some point they're going to have that like little study session where they get to just go to, to hell with the books, Brain get rid down. of the theory. Let's just do some practical. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I had initially thought that charm was just going to be about their time together and conversations and them being locked in a room. But obviously based on the, teasers and things we've gotten so far we realize that there are other characters and enemies and things like that to look forward to so i don't i don't really Mm -hmm. know what to expect but maybe one of them has magical memory powers magical memories (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway moving on to the next uh annoying part now you and i kind of have different opinions on this so you you go first and then i will do my opinions on um, so my opinions are that the the sleepy I love you turned into such a big deal. Well, describe the scene them, first because if they don't know, yeah. So Grace is having a, a mild panic attack in bed, <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about what everything means, yeah. Um, what it means to be mated, um, what it meant to have a false bond. And then a real bond and like she starts like having all of these panics and stuff. And while she's freaking out, Hudson murmurs in her ear and it doesn't, he doesn't, they don't say it in the book. It takes a while to get to the point where it actually gets said, but it's very obvious what three words he says um, in her ear. And he is sleepy and like mid dream. And uh, he clearly says, I love you in her ear but i said like dude don't don't tell a girl that you love her the morning you spend the first night together like i was like this a bit clingy um because from her point of view if she's been dating him how long (laughs) yeah like that's a bit too soon 
not because of how early it is in the relationship, but because of what happened the night before. Kind of like if you get a proposal when you bring a pregnancy test that's positive. Yeah. It's a, did you say that thing because of what happened? Because I would like you to say what you want to say during a moment where there isn't a catalyst for that to occur. Right. I think that... Because then you like, you don't know what their intentions are. It's like, are you just saying that to make me feel uh, less insecure about being in a bed with you con- right now? Like, are you trying to make me realize, okay, so you're not going to leave me. It's not, it's not a one-night stand. Um, like, well, we, she already knows that. You don't need to say I love you. I know he's asleep, <laughs> but he's in a lot more control than that. But it makes me think maybe, you know, when you wake up and you think you're still at home and you then when you actually open your eyes, you're like, oh, wow, no, I'm at a friend's house Mm -hmm. on the sofa or something like, you know, when that moment of I felt like everything was normal. Maybe he was just thinking of their time together and that that would have been the normal morning thing for him. Yeah. And that's what I was I was also thinking, because there are a lot of moments and I'm realizing this as I reread um, Crush as well, where he's he is back in those moments and he's like, sorry, like he he apologizes and then he goes cold again because in his mm-hmm. head, like, oh, she's remembering like he he assumes that she's back in those moments with him, um, like when they're dancing yeah. in the laundry room scene as well. They're, they're having fun. But then it all comes crashing down on him. And I think that he does. I mean, that would that would be hard. I, I assume that it would be like, you know, if you had a relationship, but then you decided to continue being friends with that person, but you'd been together for a very long time and you would, you know, accidentally like slip something and and then realize like, oh, I forgot we're not supposed to talk like that anymore but in your head mm-hmm. there's still like a why why don't why can't and it feels very natural yeah exactly so i think that it was it was a combination of him being tired and kind of just they had such a good night together that was probably very you know triggering <laughs> yeah memory memory uh inducing it, it it had him living reliving that time together Especially when he said that it was, you know, he talked about that time making him so happy. But also the way he explained it away was a very, very articulate and amazing apology. It was. It was. Because Grace... It was very, very respectful of what Grace was saying, but it was also respectful of his own feelings. He was like, you cannot tell me how I feel. Yeah. Um, you cannot tell me that I can't love you or that I don't love you because it is very real to me. However, I should not have said it and I apologize. But she, it's not even that she doesn't want him to have said it. Because, no. because she, but she makes him repeat it. She says like, I, I, I want you to, I want you to say it. I want, I want you to say the truth. Um, because again, she was like, I, I am afraid that a what i thought i heard you didn't mean or b 
you're taking it back because you said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it. And then you go, so you don't love me? And then he's like, I don't know what you want me to say. And she's like, I don't know what I want you to say. But if you tell me the truth simply, at least I'm able to deal with the consequences of that. If it's just, a, I think I heard that, then you're a bit more in doubt. Yeah. Um, but it does make me, like, remember, I mean, every relationship I had where the guy was the person that said, I love you first, because it was every relationship. And it was because as a girl, you feel very insecure about being the one to show your feelings first because you never want to appear desperate. Right. You don't want them to be like, oh, God, here it's starting. Not another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I only have the feeling of one relationship where he said, I love you way too early. And that that wasn't because it wasn't a great relationship. It was because he wasn't right for me. And I went, oh, God, I don't feel the same. Yeah. Um, and I'll, the other one was with my husband. My, my husband. Your husband. <laughs> my husband. My husband. Um, he said it like the night after our first date. But we had been talking for a month um, over Skype and everything. So I was living in Spain at the time and I'd just come back. Um, and when he said it, it was like, oh, thank God, not a... Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and that feeling of like, oh, thank God. And it wasn't... It was because I'm like, okay, I can finally say it back. I just thought, oh, my God, I love him. And we've been in a relationship for less than four weeks. And we've not even gone on a date. We've not kissed each other. We've not touched each other. Like, it's only via Skype. Um and you never, you never want to be the first person to say it. So, like, that's always a leap of faith. But for him, he's probably said it before. Yeah. Grace is hearing it for the first time. And it didn't happen in a moment that she could have chosen. And that's why I'm like, oh, guys. <laughs> like, if you want to say that you love someone, you want to firstly say it in a, in a scenario where it makes sense. And not them barely hearing it. Both are you both of you are coherent and both of you are ready to hear it. Um but he he kind of said it in the wrong moment and it wasn't necessarily because of what was happening at that time in bed or whatever. Grace was having a panic attack and therefore probably was in the least reciprocative moment right then to explain her own feelings because then it spirals her into another one and that's a true one where she can't get her words out and it's because of that fear that she's going to hurt him because she's not in the same spot as him yeah i mean she um, does and, uh, like that, she that, does that, love that him. sentence that that sentence really like it it choked me up like it was the he was like and i'm not expecting you to say it back and then she starts to cry and she says, I don't want to hurt you. And it's like, yeah, like she she cares enough about him to know that if she doesn't say I love you back, that actually it could be quite hurtful. But she also knows that she wants to say it. Because she, she, goes, she, she goes into this whole thing of I can't say it. I can show you, but I cannot physically say it. And it's because it's a trigger for her panic. Yeah. 
it's not it's not that she doesn't want to say it and it's not and i think that i the word i can't is really annoying sometimes because it doesn't always convey the intention and the meaning behind it that sometimes when i say i can't today it's not a, i don't have the physical time because people then go okay well what can i take off of your plate so that you can do it and I'm like no i i i can't you're out today. of spoons um and it, it's not that I need something to happen so that this happens so that I can then do it for you. It's a, a, I I can't, but there is no other word for it without you sounding insane. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I I, I wish that we could come up with another kind of sentence that explains exactly how she's feeling because she could have said it to him and he would have understood immediately. Like I physically can't say it then still sounds like she's struggling to say the words because she doesn't think she means them. She could have just been honest in this instant and told him the the internal dialogue where she says, if I fall, if I admit to loving him, then I lose him. My, it will destroy me. She could say Mm -hmm. those words to him. Mm -hmm. And that would explain everything. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to say, actually, I love you. And then it, it cause a panic attack yeah. in the person that they love because a that looks way worse than them saying i don't love you <laughs> yeah yeah um because that's like almost like a oh my god i am panicking that they love me how do i make it I stop i don't know what to do about it <laughs> right um but also like that person that you love is in physical pain they are struggling <clears throat> with something and when you're in a panic attack, you can't physically get your words out. So even if she wanted to communicate something, she's panicking so much about it, she can't physically speak. Yeah. And it's like, oh, just... I wish that they could be in their heads again. Where he could just see it. Yeah, and he'd be like, oh my god, this makes so much, this makes sense. Like Reese and Feyre. Okay. Yeah, but at the same time, Feyre can still put up her barriers. Yeah. She can still go, nope. And I think that she probably would during a panic attack. It, like the first thing that you want to do is protect yourself and make yourself feel secure. Isolate. Um, but yeah, I just was like, oh, like everyone that Grace has loved has been ripped away. But the problem is that's only three people. <laughs> that's not enough to create a rule. And Jackson hasn't gone anywhere. He's just different. Yeah. He's still he's still very much alive, um, and it, like yeah, is 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 very self protecting of her to have this theory, um, but she is only set, like eighteen. So if she's already loved two boys at eighteen within a very very short space of time, and one of them was a very very traumatic breakup. It wasn't just a they moved their separate ways. There was a physical pain involved. There was almost death involved. Like, she's probably trying to protect herself from that ever happening again. And with Hudson, it's very, very likely, considering that there is the imminent threat of him having to go to prison. And Felia has literally just said, like, I love my husband, but I hate him at the same time for not coming back to me. He made me a promise that he would always come back and like and then she's probably starting that loop of oh god i love someone who i can't have 
Right, and Nuri and she does is say just, that sentence. Yeah, Nuri has just told her too that it would be better for her to just go on without Hudson, that Hudson's going to get locked up and her best course of action would be to just survive without him. So she's mm-hmm. already got that in her head now. Yeah, and she said like, I don't know what I'm going to do if the universe won't let me have him. Um, which is quite a possessive sentence, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, that she's she's saying that things are, are constantly in motion to stop her from having the things that she wants. She wanted a happy life with her parents, and that got taken away from her. She wanted to have a happy relationship with Jackson, and that got ripped away from her. And she's like, well, I'm going by the... Um, the the exception to the rule here that apparently I, I'm not allowed nice things. I'm not allowed the things that I want. The universe seems to have other plans for me. But I want Jax. I want Hudson. And she does say that she's like, I want this. I, I, I need this. I want to do this with you to show you. And then yeah. she gives him a blowjob? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After a panic. After a panic attack is probably not the best thing. No. Although maybe, I don't know, like the hyperventilation throat might, you know. <laughs> My, I, I love how after Hudson talks her through the panic attack, she's like, when the panic attack passes, when I can breathe and think again, I know two things. And then it was that, that she loves Hudson, <laughs> but that she can never tell him. But it was just like, yeah. I know two things. One, Hudson is a vampire. And two, I am unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. <laughs> It was like the exact. It's true. It was the same. It was the same. Same. Same vibe. I don't like. I didn't. I never understood that sentence of the, after the bit where she said, um, "My, I, I have a lot more feelings for Hudson than just the mating bond." And two, I can never tell him, and I didn't understand why until the following sentence when it was, "I physically can't tell him." And I was like, oh, okay, I understand. Like, if that's like that that sudden removal of inhibitions to say I love you or I feel for you, because then she's admitting it. She's she's going to be like, oh, I'll, I'll just show you. But then she doesn't really show him. She shows him sexually, but she doesn't show him that she will choose him over and over and over again in the next couple of chapters. For for a girl who hasn't had sexual experiences, though, I can understand. She for, game. Yeah, I can understand for her age and her experience level that that is something very special that she was able to give to him, and that she the might thing is right, huh? The first the, this is waking up after. Or like going, this is before they go to bed or, or, no, they wake up. Wake up, it's morning. So what did they do the night before? Because they said they did a lot of things other than sex. I'm assuming that he pulled her pants down and went to Chowtown. Okay. Because he said. She said that she wanted to, she wanted to reciprocate what he did during the bite. And his eyes were misty with release. So I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing everything. (laughs) But. And, um. Yeah, like, she seems to enjoy sex as aftercare, which is quite nice, you know? Yeah. After a panic attack, you want to go through a few more rounds of activity. <laughs> Probably not um, good for longevity, yeah. but 
in this instance. But yeah, like maybe it is that naivety of like, oh, I, I can't tell you that I love you, but I can show you that I love you by doing physical things that are synonymous with love. And it's like, well, actually, no, I don't think that touching is Hudson's love language. It might be part of it. He's quite touchy-feely, but he's only been touchy-feely in the last few weeks where he's realized that he's had permission to be. Right. But all along, his love language is very much talking. Yeah, and and kind of and playful playful arguments and things. Yeah, and then like she's literally stopping that and going, no, nah, I'll give you a blowjob instead. And he's like, well... Sure, he's a teenager and he's probably not going to say no to that. But at the same time, that cannot be your balm. Your go-to. For every time that you need to physically tell something that you are struggling with. Because if you can't tell your mate that you're struggling, (laughs) and even though it's very, very obvious that you're struggling, probably need to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. And it, yeah, it would like really upset me that she was like, yeah, let's, uh, like, well, you kind of segued into sex just now. Um, so I'm going to segue into sex just now. And him saying you don't have to was very appropriate where he was like, oh, I know I just told you I love you, but that does not mean that I'm expecting something from you or that you have to cover it up with sex to avoid having to say that you love me back and don't mean it like it's okay we can we'll we'll do something else and she's like no 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 i want it and he's like yeah sure cool hormones and i was like oh (laughs) yeah but hey smart smart's good (laughs) (laughs) we 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 have to analyze these scenes in depth or else there would be no podcast for those of you who are listening and you're like, they're ruining it. They're ruining the special moment. Yeah, but oh my god. If if we did a podcast, like, analysis on, like, some actual smut, Jesus Christ, there would be no dialogue. Yeah. The relationships in them are awful. Oh god, um, you've got to read Den of Vipers. Get it, get it <laughs> on your TBR list ASAP. Amber. Uh-huh. It is f- well, pure Well, I can film. only ever read smart on a Kindle because, oh my god, the faces I pull. Specifically when they use any other word for penis than penis. <laughs> or, d- like, you know, like dick or any anything like that. That's fine. But when they start, like, throbbing member and you're like, Jake, come on. <laughs> come on. Apex of the thighs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's like they're like, oh, we need another synonym. Come on. Yeah. Um, um, organ. No. They, I don't want it to be referred to as that. They've got no, a whole, I feel like I have like a liver in my hand. They've got a whole list of them saved in a Trello board where they just pull from like, oh, we haven't used this word <laughs> in 16 pages. Let's toss this one in. <laughs> yep. And uh, it, just, it just gets very gross as well. Like definitely like you could be really into it and you're like, this is working, this is working. Oh God. And you pull a face and wince and you're like, mm, no, yeah. put off now. <laughs> do you reckon, do men have that when watching porn? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like they're like way into it, but then there's that like, one thing they're just like, nope. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's too much. Yes. 110% <laughs> I've had these discussions before. Absolutely. It's like on to the next video that... That was immediately... Uh, oh, I suppose they do have... They have a next video and it's only going to be like 
however long, like four minutes to ten minutes long. Like they could, you could watch a GIF, three second GIF. Yeah. But yeah, like with a book, if you've been spending however many hours reading into it and getting invested with the characters, and then all of a sudden there's that one off putting moment you, where suddenly tentacles are involved, you judge you're like, them. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa, Nelly! <laughs> calm down. <laughs> you don't want to start another book. <laughs> Hudson, Hudson the Tentacle Monster. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, yeah. So I agree. You'd said that um, after after Hudson leaves to go to his room to take a shower because, yeah, he probably should after all that. He's sweaty. Sweaty. Um, Macy but, comes but over. Grace doesn't. She likes to stew. Yeah, she's just stewing in it. She's like, I'm steaming in filth. <laughs> Macy comes in. She's like, I want all the details. And Grace is like, no. Yeah, it really confused me because... Uh, Grace's, like, best friend is Macy. Like, she's the one that she talks to about things like best friend things. And that's the first thing that I would want to do is talk to a best friend. Because I would want to go, like, it was what we did normal. Like, what does it mean? Our elbows supposed to be involved. <laughs> Macy's younger, <laughs> too. So there might be a little bit of that, like, ooh, should I talk about this with my cousin who's because you know your age gaps yeah, but she she but she could choose how much she tells her yeah but she's like completely closing macy out and i mean for macy uh, that might be quite dismissive yeah i think that grace because it wasn't like a like not the time like we'll talk when we get back to school or anything like that it's like a very much like a no and you'll never find out yeah i think um I th and then as a friend you feel very like suddenly excluded not from the, like, oh, I want to know everything about sex with a mate. But Macy's never had a mate. Grace has had two. And she's like, okay, but when I get a mate, you're not included in my conversation. And Grace is very much like, it. yep, fine. Yeah. And it's, it is very, like, oh, uh, if you're already closing out that conversation, you could be missing something very, very important later on. Like, if I, if I suddenly messaged you about something that was i know very inappropriate however you re you were reading and it was very red flaggy and you're like hold on hold on hold on that's not okay no matter how much you love your husband that is not okay i'd be like oh okay someone's keeping me in check and actually what i thought was normal is not normal and i need to go and do a bit more research because if you don't open that discussion, no one ever learns from anything. Yeah, the outside perspectives. Yeah, and it's not necessarily that they know and can look at your dirty underwear and um, know all of the intimate facts and things that are happening behind closed doors. But if you close that conversation from somebody, you're not only stopping yourself from learning, but also you're stopping your friend to coming to you later on down the line and saying, like, this happened today and I feel very uncomfortable with it. Can we discuss it? Yeah. And you might be able to be that one person that they feel comfortable talking about it with, but you've stopped the conversation dead and they might never feel comfortable ever saying anything ever again. Because if they think, well, she doesn't feel comfortable talking about herself, why would she want to listen to about mine? Well, I think that, I mean, if, if I wanted to play devil's advocate here, Macy could have come into the conversation a, a bit less like, 
gossipy forceful right like tell me everything it could have been like you know you can you can talk to me like obviously something happened if you need to talk like i'm here okay. I'm, I'm i'm interested in, in hearing about it but i'm more concerned about you so maybe when we get back to the school or when you've had some time to think about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, but, like, I also think that Macy probably would have been able to coerce it out of her. I mean, not necessarily in a bad way coerce, but maybe coax it out of her. But then they all were joined immediately by Eden and Flint yeah. and Luca. So it probably would have been a very inappropriate setting for them to have that discussion anyway. Though Luca and Flint are not being shy at all about the fact no, that they... No, they're not being very private at all. And if anything, Grace kind of gets like that sly smirk of a, like, oh, I'm in with what they do in in the bedroom and I feel important, but I'm not going to participate in the conversation. Yeah, it's like everybody knows. Everybody knows that I left here with Hudson and Flint and Luca left together. So it's clear what happened, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no one gets to know anything. Yeah. Our- Except everybody when Hudson can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your your spoiler? I already read. I wasn't going to read it, but then I sat here and I read it anyway. Yes. I, it was so long. I was like, well, there must be something interesting in here. So let's go ahead. It was because I was like, oh, well, I don't want to just write one tiny sentence and then go, I don't know what this means. Right. <laughs> what did I write? So this is all about semantics. When Grace says choose, she means choosing Hudson over her own safeguarding. When Hudson says choose, he thinks that she's going to pick Jackson. Jackson hasn't been an option for her in, in ages. Like you can tell about the way like she talks about him. He there is no romance. Yeah. It's, at all it's like dead. she's not talking about uh, uh i want to i want to break the bond with with hudson so that i can get with back with jackson i mean they went to the blood letter and found out that that was an option but she hasn't pursued it at all no matter how many arguments they have no matter how many times their life is in danger at no point has she gone back to that well maybe we could right and she's already told hudson He's that not- she's that she's willing to try with him mm-hmm um, and yeah, there's like Jackson's not been an option for her at, at all in a very, very long time. Um, but this means that like both of them are showing their own insecurities about the same fear of someone being chosen, but the different outcomes are what's expected. But like Grace is afraid that if she chooses Hudson, she's ignoring all her own like personal safeguarding warning bells. And then that she's going to be destroyed if she loses him like everybody else that she has. Meanwhile, Hudson's afraid that he will always lose to his brother. That he will always have to be the bigger man and step down. Because he does. He he knows that there, there was no way of him winning the war, so he had to let Jackson kill him. And his parents, like, kind of. His mom chose Jackson, too, like... Jackson yeah. really got the better end of the deal going with the blood letter, where Hudson yeah, his, was raised to his be the pet. Fear, his fear isn't that Grace is going to choose someone else, it's that Grace is going to choose his brother. Yeah. And that he's gonna he's going to have to be the bigger man again and go, 
will you choose? And then, therefore, I have to let you choose. He wouldn't fight for her, not because he doesn't want to fight for her, but because he believes that Grace has the right to choose. But also, that Jackson will always win. Yeah. Um, and that's a very sad thing to realise because Jackson ain't all that. Yeah, it's so devastating too because in when they get back to Catmere and probably our, our next episode, or no, it'll be the episode. Mm-hmm. It'll be a couple episodes ahead. But when they get back to Catmere and Jackson... They're so happy. Yeah, they're, they're so happy. They're planning on going back to Hudson's room to, and she's going to stay there. And then Jackson just pops up, starts the fight, and then Grace, you know kind of makes that decision like i have to get back with jackson to save him and hudson goes back down to his which is a stupid decision because who said that that would fix it right exactly exactly and in the bonus chapters i can't remember which one i think vampire court hudson goes back to his room alone burns their poetry book turns on breaking benjamin throws axes (laughs) and then grace ends up has an angsty yeah angsty moment Grace ends up coming downstairs and he doesn't even he doesn't even want to accept her into his bed because he knows that she's already made her choice. And if he accepts her back, it's just going to break him more. But he can't turn her away. And she ends up staying the night with him anyway, Mm -hmm. which is really sad because it's almost like we know we can't be we're not going to say goodbye. Yeah, we know we're not going to stay together. So let's have this one more moment it's a such a stupid theory like why don't they go back to the blood letter and say like you fucked up fix this you 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 royally screwed the one thing you had that was close to a son you you screwed him up you not only set him up to failure by creating a fake bond that was then very easy to like rip apart, but then you gave him a spell that he could use to rip it apart, and then he's now not got a soul. You done fucked up. Fix it. And she likely but they don't. She likely they does have the power to fix it. But how are they planning on breaking Hudson's bond and getting Jackson's bond to be fixed anyway? They're going on this huge, like, quest to get the crown and to go get the killable beast and stupid thing. Just go 20 miles down the road into the fucking ice cave and ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more than 20 miles, but... Yeah. yeah. No, I, I... Not in the UK. Not in the UK. 20 miles and you end up in the ocean. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, next week... Uh, we will be carrying on with the remainder of the dragon court scenes and then the week after. <gasps> Yay, the, the, the um, up and up in the air. Yeah, I forgot that those were two separate thing. nights. The, yeah. It was, it's a big, it's a big long celebration. So first night was dancing and, um, and, and getting Food. an item from the horde and then the second night is going and walking watching the fireworks and those golden dragons do you think that grace because right so grace is originally from san diego uh-huh but then she goes to alaska mm-hmm. and then the dragon court is in new york mm-hmm. 
I don't think somebody from San Diego who is 18 um, probably would have gone to New York very often. No, probably not. But it is a it is a common school trip. I mean, most really? school I, trip to New York sounds crazy. Yeah, I me. mean, New York. A lot of people go to New York. I, most people, most people, especially where I mean, I'm I'm obviously a lot closer to New York. But I, I'm I'll, if you talk to people like on the street, I would say like fifty percent can say like I have at some point traveled to New York. For, for one reason or another, whether it be, you know, tourism or whatever. But I've, I, I've never yeah. been there, but I've talked to plenty of people who have visited. Because it's like, I don't know, there's like a couple main areas in the U.S. that people choose to visit for whatever reason. And that just happens to be one of them. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, she doesn't really be spending much time doing New York things. Like, she's very much like, a, oh, dragon. But she's not like, I want to go to Broadway. I want to go to, like, I want to go to this place. I want to go for, like, I don't know anywhere in, um, in New York. Is that obvious? Yes. Um, I want to go there, and then I want to go there, and I want to go in there, and then I want to go up the Empire State Building. Is it in New York? Just joking. Yes. Is that in New York? Yeah. Like, she, she didn't do any of that. Well... She was a little busy. She, I mean, she, she, does, she does. She does have. She does have a unique tourist perspective, walking above the city at night. Yeah, she's getting to see more than she would if she had just been walking around in a very. However, this would have been the perfect segue to send photos to Heather and be like, "School trip took me to New York." Look where I am. Yeah, this is why you can't come to graduation. But she, she doesn't, she, I mean, she's entirely forgotten that Heather exists. Yeah. Was she mentioned the entirety of court? Uh, yes. Okay. Because I don't remember it. Yes. And at the end, obviously. <laughs> a, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, like we said, Charm is coming out on the 8th. Uh, Walmart will have the Shadow Realm edition. Barnes and Noble will have Dragon Court. Books a Million will have Witches Court. Target will have Vampire Court. And I believe that you need to go through Book People. If there's a Gargoyle Court, it will be through them and uh, independent like retailers. I think that that one's a little bit different than the others. Uh, so it's the Dragon. And the UK will have none. Well, I will get, I'm going to go get Dragon Court and Shadow Realm and then I will send you Yay. whichever one you like the the design of because they'll have different designs on the inside jacket. So I'll, I'll read, I'll read both the, the bonus chapters for both and then I'll send you whichever you'd like. To okay. Read. So exciting. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Make sure that if you uh, end up not getting your copy of Charm on the 8th that you skip our episode on the 16th until you can get caught up because we will be doing a full overview we'll have unless you love spoilers yeah it's only going to be spoilers that's that's it so some some people do some people go i want to know everything before i read it which is a bit weird i would never sure yeah <laughs> I, I get physically angry <laughs> yeah yeah me too which is why we've been so careful but not i'm sorry enough. to whoever i'm sorry to whoever we ruined things for we apologize. 
We'll try to do better. Yeah. All right, guys. Oopsie. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.